0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I am your host, features editor Robert. Editor in Chief Andrew Otten. I'm Rutledge, Site Founder. And I'm Andrew Stretch, the senior content manager. Yeah, and it's our first episode, which is exciting. Uh welcome to the feed. This is your first time, and if not, I hope you are going to enjoy the binge that's ahead of you for some reason. Um, This week, we're going to talk about some video games. Obviously, we're going to talk about Deathloop. We're going to talk about New World that's coming out or that came out. Uh, We're going to talk about that Final Fantasy Origin demo that we recently released, uh, Life is Strange, and a little bit of Warcraft 3 for some reason. But first, let's get started with some news, because there's been some pretty interesting news that came out in the past week. Uh, Konami, famous pachinko machine creator, are reportedly getting back into that video game business. You guys know about this? This video game thing? They you know, they had an out and they should
1: have kept it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they were we were all
1: comfortable with it and we moved on and made our peace. Um and they're only gonna mess
0: it up.
2: Now they're just back for more punishment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh they are allegedly, maybe rumor mill saying that uh they're reviving Metal Gear Solid, they're reviving Silent Hill and Castlevania.
1: You know, if this leads to another E three press conference like the one the legendary one, I I am the biggest supporter of them
0: right now.
2: If they're reviving Silent Hill, does that mean we get PT? PT two. PT two.
0: Wait, yeah. featuring Kojima. As as the monster. Kojima the PS, returns. PT two, sequel. Kojima
2: returns. Oh no.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I really don't know how to feel about this, considering uh, how Konami's treated their IP recently. How uh, that Castlevania pachinko hit the lever, right? Or that um, Metal Gear... Didn't Metal Gear 3 get a pachinko machine too? Metal Gear also got a pachinko, yeah. (laughs) God. So, I don't know. I I am a little skeptical of uh, of where this is going to go, if I'm being honest. I'm, I'm not re- even
3: at the point where I'm skeptical if you know if they do this, whether it will be good or bad. Um, I just, I just don't. the The Silent Hill has been the Schrodinger's announcement since <laughs> since the whole falling out between Kojima and Konami. Um, yeah. I think it's it's kind of it's it's reaching that like peak level of Half Life Three at this point, where I'm like, if it happens, cool, but. You know, any any potential hype that I might have had is just, like, I, I'm, I'm more watching it as the spectator sport that it is, rather than an actual anticipation of a video game coming out.
2: Mm-hmm. I question that they can execute, especially on, like, Metal Gear, without one of the chief parts of that series no longer, you know, being with them. Um, like, Kojima not being there, it feels weird for them to redo it, and maybe they'll do it great. But I think that a lot of what fans loved kind of came from, you know, Kojima liking to experiment.
1: Yeah. You mean the recent stuff with that e-football game does not give you the confidence that Konami knows what they're doing?
2: <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> wait, that's Konami? I didn't yeah. even realize. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Isn't that, is not Is that what Pro
1: Evolution Soccer is now, or is that still a separate thing?
0: No, I, th- I, I believe yeah, Pro that's what... what? Yeah, it's, Yeah. okay, is oh, like no, okay. a, e a whole nother, e that's a whole nother
2: topic of discussion. <laughs> yeah,
0: Ooh. Yeah. no, I mean, because the Metal Gear stuff is allegedly, it's gonna be a remake of 3, right? Done by, by a studio that's not in Konami, it's like an external studio that's gonna do it. Supposedly. So, yeah, so I mean, if it's a remake, there's at least grounds for, I mean, like Metal Gear Solid 3 is a really good game. A lot of people loved it, right? So if it's faithful enough, I think that'll be fine. Where my big worry is that it's internal Konami Studios working on a reimagining of Castlevania. And the last time Castlevania was reimagined, we got Lords of Shadow. I I wish I had enough knowledge to
2: react. I mean <laughs> hasn't, hasn't 3D
3: Castlevania always kinda been shit? Yeah, that's <laughs> has there been a successful 3D Castlevania? And we've just had the 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 Game Boy Advance collection
2: re-release
3: for for all modern-day consoles and stuff. Um, You know, I don't think that it's difficult to do a Castlevania 2D format, Um, have a protagonist with some kind of pale or off-white hair and put them in a house that structurally doesn't make fucking sense.
0: Mm -hmm. And Um, they're either a vampire or related to a vampire.
3: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then just, like, let them explore, and once they've explored...
0: You know There's what? now a new
3: second dungeon. Let's pitch. Let's like, making it. it then.
0: You guys, are, <laughs> there you
3: go. Um, I think that uh, I think that a 2D Castlevania game would be good. The, my immediate fear would be as soon as they say, "Oh, 3D," it would just be like, "Well, that's that's a write-off." Like, what are we gonna get? Uh, Castlevania 64 too? Please, yeah. no. <laughs>
2: well,
0: yeah, because Lords of Shadow to illuminate you, ought Please, um, that that's the God of War esque, like old school God of War esque. Castlevania games. They're, they had two of them mm. that were like a- character action. So games. I'm gonna
1: reveal a blind spot in my history. I've never played a Castlevania game. Not one. Same. Oh, not a single one. Have you I played know-
0: Bloodstained? Because that's basically. No. Nope. Yeah, gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Bloodstained's a fantastic Castlevania I have, game. I have
1: not. <laughs> I've seen that you fight giant cats that come from a portal or something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and dogs. Sure. Yeah, and and floating paintings. Um but no, so yeah, Lords of Shadow is definitely a departure from the because you know, Castlevania is a form, even if you've never played a Castlevania game, you know you've played oh, Hollow I know. Knight, you've played I know what Castlevania know is. Yes. Yeah. Um and Lord of Shadow is super not that it's you know, 3D action game, character adventure, oh, character action. I don't know why everybody stuff. here is so anti-innovation, but whatever. <laughs> I mean if you if you play the second one, it's like a watered-down version of Ninja Theory's DMC. Isn't that, the, the don't Delmic everybody knife. love that?
1: Isn't that the best
0: one? <laughs> well, you know. Redundant. No, I, I know stuff about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, I am a little worried about Castlevania, but I also wonder if Konami, basically if they saw Koji Igarashi publish Bloodstained and that everyone was like, hey, this is like the Castlevania game yeah. we haven't gotten in years. And Konami is like, oh, fuck, we should do that.
1: Yeah, because it's just that they want the game. It has nothing to do with the guy that made it at all, That knowing what he's doing. Mm-mm.
3: Nope. From that list, though, from that Metal Gear, Silent Hill, or Castlevania, I would be most excited to see a Castlevania. Um, Silent Hill <clears> or <throat> Metal Gear wouldn't do anything to my dial. Like I, I can still play three um, on it. You can still play three on your 3DS if you want. It's yeah, <laughs> true. Metal, um, Metal Gear Solid 3D, and, and you wouldn't have the amazing, the amazing moment in the in the game where the stereoscopic turns off once spoilers snake loses an eye mm. what
0: yeah yeah uh, mr kojima kojima-san had some That's wild ideas fantastic yeah um, but no i just i just don't think that any of this will come true <laughs> uh,
1: i just so the only konami related story i have is our very first e3 we went to they had a booth well it wasn't a booth it was a sad white walled room with no graphics anywhere no pictures with a fold-up chair for someone to play Pro Evolution Soccer, whatever year that was. And Then they had a bowl of just regular Hershey's Kisses on the table, and they're like, "Hey, this, you want some?" No, not really. <laughs> <Final game>. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the room. It was just a white wall room with no pictures on it. Like normally, they have like an ad
0: of some kind up or a poster.
1: Wasn't Did you even, even get
0: to? Did you get to play the precursor to eFootball at all in that room?
1: Uh I didn't I wasn't didn't go to it, uh, but our uh writer, I think it was James, who's no longer with us, he uh did. And they gave mm. him a pro evolution soccer uh dual shot controller.
0: Hey. I think so I don't it's remember. Not, it's a sixty dollar value. Yeah, it's they gave
1: that and I was like, Oh and then they had a bowl of Hershey's kisses on the
0: table. <laughs> It's, we have a picture of it somewhere. It's like the saddest looking anything. Hmm. I don't know. My, my only experience with Konami in person was, I think my first E3 with us here, I fucking played rogue, Contra Rogue Corps oh. at the Konami <laughs> booth. That was that was a thing. They had uh, pro, pro Evolution Soccer there too. I didn't touch that. Man. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to have faith in Konami right now, which is a shame to say. Because, I mean, you know, they have put out pretty good games in the past right yeah. like metal gear solid for better or worse is like people know the name same with castlevania same with silent hill but
2: it's, i think it's they come down to look- culture and and the people within the company over the last 10 years or so i mean we saw the whole saga with kojima um mm-hmm. and kind of how they treated him and some of the reports that were coming out about the internal culture it may just be that It got to the point that they saw success and then they started stifling the creativity within, Um, you know, the fact that eFootball is in the state that it's in
0: for a company
2: of Konami's size is kind of telling, Um, especially when you see these bugs that there's no way they could have missed them in QA. Um, They're they're pretty blatant in terms of how easy they are to see. Um, which I mean it's it's disappointing Always to see a company of that stature Fall that far mm. um, But I'm kind of with you I, I don't know where Where these remakes Will end I'm, I'm, I want to see but I'm also Like I hope that it doesn't truly Disappoint the fans um, Immensely because Then at that point I don't think Konami can recover
0: No like this would be the nail in their coffin i think if the if like castlevania reimagined comes out and it's bad that would just well just it gives
2: it gives more fuel to spiritual successors like bloodstained that Mm. hey these other companies can follow through with a similar idea but actually execute
0: right uh in other news last week xbox uh well microsoft put out this showcase for its accessibility features and i think stretch you watched that whole presentation right do you want st- to you want to yeah. tell us a little it bit was, about
3: it it was really cool it was a little bit weird that it was out of nowhere i remember i was sitting at my desk just like had just finished watching a video or was pulling up a new song or something i pulled up my subscription list on youtube and it was just like boom here's a here's a 40 minute full full tier, like they went all in, had all the graphics, all the people. um, Here's 40 minutes of us going over the importance of accessibility and the importance of um, accessibility going forward. We've seen, you know, Xbox make big plays for that in the past with the accessibility controller, which I still, you know, I always love seeing like the warm heartfelt stories of people who weren't able to play before, but now could or could share gaming with a friend. Um, you know, that they already had the screen reader, they already had, um, button mapping from the menu that I think Sony also has, um, uh, but they really went into a whole bunch of their other, um, their other differences in settings and stuff, um, their entire store, you'll be able to sort for accessibility settings. Um, so, you know, if, if someone is, Does have issues with you know sight and needs more audio options like they can specifically filter and find games that meet a certain level of satisfaction there um keyboard support single stick gameplay they went over the the share the the what's it called you can have it so that two people with two controllers can control the one game
0: oh like the pilot is that what it's called like pilot pilot
3: mode yeah there you go copilot um which is just another way, and that's you know even great for people who, you know, might not be able to grip a controller with both hands standardly. Um, that if they can have one controller in one hand and one controller in the other, then it's just it's just options. Um, and you know, Xbox doesn't need to be doing any of this, but it's so cool to see that there is like such a dedicated portion. Um, and they put they like they also implemented like flux flux modes. Um, so you can have it so that you can get like the red tint display to filter out blue light, um, system wide color co- color correction as well. Um, in case you know you can do certain things to to differentiate between different colorblind modes, you can now do that at system level. Um, that it will oh, just wow. like interpret and and shift those colors for you. Um, and then they also the the Halo team specifically went really in depth with. What they have added, what they have changed. For subtitles, the different menu navigation, um, different like just ways to navigate. You can completely custom color everything, every icon, every type of character, every outline. Um, they even specifically brought up uh, the changes to like people who have uh, maybe maybe reactiveness to like enhanced. Um, sensitivity so you can specifically like increase or turn down your hit hit scan notifications like around your display Um, and the blur can be done separately and full screen effects can be done separately. Uh, UI display everything so it's like if there is some tiny tiny setting that you need that is going to improve your gameplay then this might be it like I probably even as a you know i wear glasses but that's nowhere near debilitating um even i will probably go in and maybe change you know some enemy color outlines to being like orange or something just so that they pop more mm. um maybe friendlies be purple i saw that like some of the examples were um but yeah you know it, it's just it's just more options and it's a really cool thing to see
0: um, yeah like I'm I'm honestly a big fan of of this idea because I've I've always really liked the uh Microsoft accessibility tagline. It's something like when everyone plays we all win. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I think that's such a good I mean that that's some good marketing, but it's also <laughs> just a really feel good line, right? There were some high fives in the intern room that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean they're working pretty hard on accessibility. I remember my first E3 was 2018 and that was when they showed off the the new accessibility controllers and they had a whole a whole area dedicated to that as part of the they had the big game showcase that you could do. It was before the actual conference. Um and that was pretty cool to see to have like some of the developers that helped create it and just kind of see their passion behind the accessibility projects they were working on. It's uh it's huge. I mean, I think we have all these discussions about, you know, difficulty levels and stuff like that. And sometimes we tend to forget about those who maybe can't as easily play without settings like this. Um, some of us are, are definitely privileged to be able to fully enjoy games without having to make modifications. But we do also have to think of those that um, maybe just need that extra push or some sort of assistance in, in actually being able to have a great experience in the games that they want to play
0: mm-hmm. and i feel like you don't even like even if you are like fully sighted like you can see perfectly fine just having some of those options are really nice like i if i have the option i always turn my crosshairs green and i shooter or something because i feel like i can see that easier than you know like usually it's like a white or like you know like a grayish kind of yep. thing right um and you know i've i've you know i have horrible vision my glasses are you know really strong but i've never been tested for like color blindness but it's just it's a nice accessibility option that is again letting everyone win as opposed to you know just catering to a certain demographic right um and that's not to say like microsoft isn't the only big company out there doing it right like there are a lot of other uh, publishers and game developers out there that are putting accessibility on the forefront. Like I think of Last of Us 2, Last of Us Part 2, excuse me. Um, that that game is like nuts with how accessible it is, especially for such a big like story-driven 30-hour kind of mm-hmm. depressing experience. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I Last of Us 2 is getting all
3: kinds of awards and, you know, that's kind of... I still think like the gold standard of, you know, if you want to make a game that is truly accessible, then here you are. Some of the details in that were so cool down to, you know, uh, you could alter what, you know, how much damage enemies might be able to do to you, but then like environmental traps still did same damage. That if you were someone who was able to to work in a slow methodical methodical like stealth, and keep an eye out for stuff, and it might just be, like, fast response times. Um, they, it was really impressive um, how much they they broke that down. And the difficulty wasn't easy, medium, hard. It was 12 sliders, and it was just like, have fun, do, play the game how you want to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my playthrough, just for, like, you know, for, for my own ease of enjoyment, I upped the rate of um some item drops that just made like crafting a bit more easy (laughs) like i didn't want to have to bother spending an extra 10 minutes sweeping each area after i'd killed enemies to get the scrap metal that i needed to make sure that i had the equipment to go forward um i just could pick up two or three things and i knew that i would be fully set up again
0: right well there's like that one thing you can do where you can like hold down triangle to pick up everything instead of like mashing triangle in front of everything Mm -hmm. you find like that's such a small thing, but that you know, it just makes things easier. Depending on who you stuff are, stuff like
3: that. The the difference between like a mash and a hold um, has also been super helpful for me with the Dark Pictures anthology games. Um, that that for like friends who aren't traditionally gamers that want to like get together and do the pass and play. Um, it's just so much easier for them if it's not, you know, you need to mash this button that you already don't know where it is on the face of the controller. Mm-hmm. There's just so many applications that make gaming so much better to everyone. Um, and I understand that a lot of people might want the, you know, the, the special trophy that lets them know that they that they did the thing the best on the hardest. Um, but yeah, when when everyone can play. It's, it's good for everyone. I love it.
2: Yep. Yep. It's yeah. huge.
0: Yeah. It's such a stark difference, right? With like Deathloop that came out recently. Um, that game is kind of notoriously not so accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the, the text on it can get really small. And like not only that, but just no contrast with the backgrounds either. So it's just hard, to, like, even, you know, even if you don't have any sort of colorblindness, like, it can be pretty hard to read some of the things in that game.
3: Yeah, and that there's no way to, like, that there is an imposed three deaths you die, and there's things that you need to get through, like, four whole areas. Um, just that in itself uh, just limits players. Like, if you can't, if, like, they could quite... They could implement a, you know, you just die and respawn. There is no, like, three loops and then you're gone. Um, And that could probably already do a lot to change it to be more accessible. But it's kind of like, narratively, they have put themselves in a non-accessible hole. Mm. Um, Which is a shame.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could throw in something like a free play difficulty or whatever that disables the mm. ability to die in one of the uh time frames districts um, yeah. yeah yeah i know it's, at one point i legitimately had to turn off multiplayer because i could not proceed through the game because i just kept getting dunked on yeah. um and i like i'm pretty decent at good? shooters yeah like i'm pretty good at shooters <laughs> i play a lot of multiplayer stuff but it was it was frustrating for me to like get to you know, time frame three and then just get destroyed, um, and not be able to proceed. I had to turn it on a single player and then, you know, I enjoyed it immensely after that. Um, mm-hmm.
0: well, I think this is a good point for us to transition to, and just talking about the games we've been playing on yep. uh, the past week. Cause I think, yeah, right. Like one of your big ones is definitely right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm cleaning, so I'm cleaning up achievements now. Um, I've got two left, which are just the two Juliana ones. Um, but if we're being completely honest, I have enjoyed going through the achievements and like doing some of the weird stuff, completing the the different Charlie Montague games and figuring out how to, you know, quietly or uh, stealthily kill the visionaries. Um, I've had more fun with that and enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the ending. Like the story was really good. And then the ending just felt like you hit a brick wall and you were done and yeah. nothing changed. Um, you just loop again and... Keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those games where I think it's the journey, not yeah. the destination, right? Like, because the, the, the I think it's very cleverly designed, right? In in its narrative and gameplay structures, um it's just very satisfying to figure everything out and all that. um And I'm thinking too. I only played the game single player. I did not open it up to multiplayer because I didn't want to get fucking cheesed by a bunch <laughs> of nerds. Because I think too, right? Like it it's even if you're really good at shooters. This is a little different because there are those weird powers mm-hmm. and also map knowledge is huge yep. in this game and i feel like most of the people who play juliana well many of them i would guess are people who've already played 10 more hours than you have so they just know more they know how oh, to yeah. use their powers in clever ways and you know you're just some schlub trying to figure out the loop still you know
2: yeah i mean i think the first like three or four days i got invaded a couple times absolutely dunked on those people and then after that i could not beat a single juliana afterwards
0: mm-hmm. no but i mean it's a fun game though I, I think arcane like this is i i know this has been said to death loop but uh it's the ultimate <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> it's the ul- thank you Boo it's the ultimate man. final form of arcane's ideas for the past like 10 years yeah.
2: I think it's I think it's brilliant like I think my issues with the ending aside the exploration was cool like figuring out how to tie everything in and there's once you start going through the achievements there's so much that you might have missed like um just these very small things that you find and you're like oh well then I don't know how I missed that um and even some of the gun design is super cool the abilities things like that there's it's just kind of like the next, like you said, step in in what Arcane's doing, um, and the storytelling's pretty unique as well in terms of how you learn about all these characters and and progress through the story.
0: Mm-hmm. I really it, like the voice acting too. I think Colt and Juliana are, I, I love them. They're so the, the good. banter is so
2: good. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. That was easily the best part. Them just shit talking at the start of every single new uh, time frame yeah yeah it's
0: good stuff uh now I'm, I'm glad that deathloop came out this year it has been a pretty stacked year and the fact that it's still standing out among especially a bunch of time looping game there have been a lot of time looping games this year right some better than others <laughs> some would say yeah um, i mean even even the outer wilds that just got dlc like last week right like mm-hmm. it's kind of the year of time loops in a weird way um otten what have you been playing you know,
1: you guys are talking about this old game that came out a while ago now, Deathloop. I'm here to keep mm, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the present, you guys got to be topical. But this, uh, what was it? A couple days ago it officially released in 1.0 Is Legion TD2. Hold the applause. Hold the applause. Yep. Tell us, what, what is that? So Legion TD2 yeah. <laughs> is a uh, standalone game made from a Warcraft 3 custom map um the next one You mean is Dota, right? You're talking about Dota? Yes, yeah, so Dota made a game called Legion T D two and now mm-hmm. it's out. But now so back so think think back to like two thousand nine. What was that like? You come home, you get your bag of Cheetos and your Mountain Dew, you sit down, you degauss your monitor, and it makes a little waviness, goes across your screen, and you're ready to go. You get and on. You're painting
0: a. <laughs> you're painting a picture that I can't right. relate to. Yeah. But go on. You open up,
3: guys. Someone someone gave Grandpa his dementia meds, you right? Open up
0: Warcraft
1: <laughs> 3. before we started recording. You log in and you hear the the chains move as they they move the wooden board in, and then you go up to the top and you click the little thing that looks like a little treasure map. Click on and then that. And you make
3: sure that your modem's connected. And then you see and that your mother isn't using the telephone. Yeah, you
1: <laughs> make sure you're not one of these 56k people. And then uh, you see the list of games come up. You avoid all the racist stuff and the porn. And you see Dota and you're like, I don't really feel like Dota right now. And you're like, oh, tower defense. I'm going to do that. Legion TD is very popular. You click that. Oh, so TD is tower defense. That's Got right. It. So you click that. But then you open it and you're like, this isn't a tower defense. What the hell am I playing? So what you're saying is that there's
3: there's a new tower defense game out.
1: Well, it's new, but it's also like twelve years old. <laughs> so, so, not as old as Deathloop, but not quite there. that old. But it's uh, it still sounds like a time loop. At least it now finally came out as its own game. Uh, and it's I mean, if you like Legion TD, it's very good. Uh, I reviewed it. You can read my review for more. Uh, and the summary of it is is that they they somehow forgot that they're not a Warcraft three custom map anymore, and they can actually you know. Do other things. Innovate. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they do more with it. But if for someone that's a tower, if you're a tower defense person, it's, I think it's worth looking at. You do not build towers. So don't feel, you're not <laughs> defending with towers.
0: Then what are you defending? You
1: uh, Instead of building towers, you get, you basically build an army. So you set an army to protect your lane of these units. And then they auto battle. And when Sam was editing it, he's like, is this an auto chest? And I was like, oh God. I didn't think of that being a confusing... But no, it's not. It's not an auto-chess. Okay. Uh, they do auto-battle, so you you have to strategically place units. So, like, obviously you want your beefy units up front. Otherwise, everything will just mm. get killed immediately. Because there's still a wave of stuff. So the big difference is that the enemies attack you back, and you have to defend that. And you know how there's usually leaks? Like, oh, I can leak 50, whatever, and then I lose. Well, at the end, you have a king that fights what is leaked and you can buff buff him up. Interesting, but there's a lot more going on. with There's a competitive thing. Like it's a pretty complicated game. Like uh, there's a reason it was. Uh, I think they boast about it on their Steam page. It's the second most popular game to come out of Warcraft Three custom maps after Dota. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I wonder what Dota that first obviously one is far and away the most <laughs> popular. But uh, for anybody that did play Warcraft Three back when Blizzard wasn't the worst. Imagine a time when Blizzard wasn't awful. That ended in well, 2010, and yeah, and Legion TD came out in 2009, I think. Uh, Overwatch's
2: toxic meta broke them. Yeah,
1: but mm-hmm. uh, it was it, tower defenses were like, other than Dota, tower defenses were by far the most popular thing in Warcraft Three, and there's a uh, there's like hundreds of them, and so many good ones. Uh, why Legion TD was one of the most popular ones. I don't know. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not saying that at all. But it's it's really cool to see more of them. It's not the only one that's come out either it as its own game. But it's cool to see more of them come out because there are definitely a lot of interesting, innovative ideas um, in these games, and it's insane just how influential Warcraft Three has been on so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're a Tower Defense
0: person, I, I think it's worth checking out. So, if I'm imagining this, right, I'm kind of imagining. <laughs> I'm imagining Dota, <laughs> no, but there you don't. But no, but you don't play as a champion, uh, and you you summon the creeps. So you're and sure the creeps do the game. Imagine play. it's so Dota,
1: you, but nothing but creeps.
0: Yeah, And then yeah, you, so build you just creeps. You're, so you're watching the most boring game of Dota. Is what I'm. How hearing. dare you? <laughs> First of
1: all, this is why. See, the tower defense people are oppressed. They are, like, marginalized in gaming. I think... What are you talking about? Bloons going... Tower
2: Defense rocks. <laughs> See? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah.
3: I was going to say Bloons is great.
2: <laughs> so... If there's anything that I think we just the, killed the Tower Defense
3: community might have an issue with is marketing. Because that was a very questionable <laughs> description there. What are you talking <laughs> about?
1: I just gave you the... I give you a flashback to what it was like playing custom games in Warcraft 3.
3: Hey, tell you what, though. You've you've definitely got an extra view on that review. Yeah. yeah, yeah Cuz yeah. I have no clue what's going on it's and a, I'm definitely going to need to I would read have to read you the whole thing to
1: make you understand it and I'm not going to.
0: And now a dramatic reading. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's no. It's, no, 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 it's, no, it's pretty no. it's <laughs> relatively complicated, but it's cool. Well, it's so that's a shame that we need to
3: cut episode one so short. Uh, um, well,
0: you know, I will say, Stretch, I love your conviction in that. You've there's only been one added view, and you know it's yours, and you know <laughs> that's not good, That's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's you know what? It's one more than I was expecting.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, well, we'll link it Andrews below. But I really go to, the to read it. will
1: it. be below, the most yeah. important information. I wanted to get out there is out there that um, Warcraft three custom maps when you were going through them had a lot of porn in them.
0: That's the important part. <laughs> there was a lot. Like that you enjoyed exactly. a game. So
1: like, how if people aren't don't know how it worked is there would someone you could title a game that you created however you wanted hosting a game, and you would choose a map which was basically the game, and beforehand like they would have art that you could put as that would be like a thumbnail. But you didn't get that until you actually downloaded that version of the game it didn't show up so you could join something that seems totally innocuous <laughs> like hey dodo whatever and you join it and then there's just a big old dick <laughs> that loads on your screen <laughs> and, and you know what the best part of that is you have it oh, forever vast... so if someone else hosts that same map and you're scrolling through the list clicking you're like oh there it is again and you just keep going <laughs> that's what i wanted to get out there
0: that's really the hurting, most that
1: important part. Of you guys, part actually, is... you know what? That's probably still part of Warcraft Three to this day because I know it's still popular.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, stretch, save us! Can you tell us about? Can you tell I'm us about
3: Yeah. So I mean, I've been, I've been, I got into that second demo of Final Fantasy Origins. Speaking of time loop games,
0: <laughs> wait, is there a time loop in this too? Yeah. Oh my god. So, oh, god.
3: Well, so it's the the story of the original Final Fantasy 1. You start the game, uh, you're told by the king, go save my princess, Sarah, uh, from this this asshole Garland. Um, And you go and kill Garland, and then you go and, you know, take out the four crystals of chaos, or like the, the monsters of chaos. But you find out that those monsters were sent from 2,000 years in the past, where their master is. So you go back into the past, and who is their master? Garland. Whoa. So the four monsters of the past pulled Garland from the future and, like, saved him from where you, like, killed him at the start of the game. Saved him so that he could send them forward in time 2,000 years. And it's, like, cyclical of, like, one always goes back, one always goes forward.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, in, do you meet in Final Fantasy Origin, yeah.
3: Stranger in Paradise, you play as Jack Garland, who is wow. a different version
0: of Garland. Wait, not like the son or anything. No. No, no it's, it's him it's,
3: it's it's him, but it's a different time version of him. <sighs> Alpatine's
0: grandson. Is is he the Roxas to Garland Sora? Is that Oh, is this so why Stretch on?
2: loves it so much? Because oh. it's basically Kingdom Hearts. Wait, is
0: Nomura doing this too?
1: I believe so. Okay, <laughs> oh my God, this of makes sense. I know exactly okay. what this yeah. game is
3: now. I'm in. I want it. So
1: yeah, so you're Stretch playing. Is
2: currently shaking his fists. In the <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, so you play as Jack Garland or just Jack, and the start of this game is you go to the Chaos Shrine and you defeat garland but it's a different garland it's not you and Chaos. so it's going to be amazing pretty oh, much is all yes. i'm going to say um but in terms of like actual content and stuff it's really cool the game is so self-aware of how dumb it is um such with the the memes going around of you know this new character uh i've already forgotten her name it's like nora or something this new character has this big heartfelt like anime spiel moment of i will become chaos myself and then when i'm defeated chaos will die and i will take that burden blah blah um and jack just looks at her and says bullshit walks away and starts playing Bud rock on his phone yeah and it's amazing yeah um it's it's a game that's in on its own joke gaming it's moment the biggest of the shame the biggest shame so far of the game is just how unoptimized it is Mm. within, within the, the, where they had the first demo and where this demo begins, the chaos shrine, it's all like inside. Well, majoritively inside locations, uh, very little lighting. Um, it, it like stutters a little bit, but runs fine. Um, playing it in performance mode on my series X, when I got to the forest area, um, I would routinely get tanked down to like five frames a second. Um, I tweeted out a, a video of just how poor the frame drop was. Yikes! Um, it wasn't was very. Uh, come out to
1: like March or something, though, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So March. thankfully, yeah, I got, got time to work on that. Hopefully.
3: Well, that's also that's performance mode, so that's 1080p 60 frames. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I tried it at the high fidelity mode. <laughs> and it, uh, understandably so they got a lot of work words. Is
1: what you're saying a lot of work ahead of them
3: yeah okay so um, this- it does look like this is going to be as well as like being the you know final fantasy before final fantasy one um a lot of people have also started noticing that this forest area also has a whole lot in common with one of the forest areas of final fantasy 13 going so far as including the main 13 melody oh, in no. the in the background track. Ooh. So it might also have some like fun as you move to different areas like little homages Wait, are to we going to get some Final Fantasy Legend games?
1: of Zelda timeline bullshit where all Final Fantasy is actually in the same timeline of some kind?
3: Andrew, please stop now. I don't think I can quite get more excited. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm
0: just okay, let's let's break it down. This is called Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah, Strangers in Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. So Final Fantasy, or what if this is the origin of all Final Fantasies, and that every it level, world, or something is pulled from every Final Fantasy, and it all comes together, and you know, I mean, there's well, also
3: there's also all of this discussion, especially with the way that that um, the main characters look like they've dressed straight out of a Hot Topic. That's
1: just Final <laughs> Fantasy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> Cloud, yeah. Cloud looks like that too.
3: Yeah, but whether these. You know jack might have shown up in this world as a stranger from somewhere else jack skellington Um, whether that might be like a no jack garland (laughs) have you not been listening
0: (laughs) yeah start start over i think you know it's been pretty straightforward so far i think i got it (laughs) but
3: yeah time loop games you're right totally
0: that's (laughs) dude okay so here's where i'm at i i played the first demo that came out oh well it was over the summer i think Mm -hmm. right and I, I enjoyed what it was, and I was like, "Cool, I can wait until it comes out." I don't really like feel the need to watch or look at any more trailers or announcements yeah. as they come out. I'll just wait till it comes out. And my my impression of it was, it was this uh, game that took itself too seriously. And it was a, it was a little too like, "We're gonna we're gonna be the Dark Souls of Final Fantasy," and it's super serious. And the fact that I'm hearing all this now, and the fact that I'm I'm, I'm now seeing that Jack pulls out his actual fucking phone. And plays a Limp Viscuit song or bas- basically a Limp Viscuit song. And then walks away like like you know, cool guys on look at explosion style. Yeah. I'm kind of here for this really dumb Sorry. tone. And and if it truly is like this origin point for all of the Final Fantasies, I'm here for more of Nomura's wacky garbage. I will also
3: um they've also they've added difficulty modes with this second demo. Um, which I've just generally appreciated. It allows me to like just really run into combat willy-nilly, destroy some people. Um, but they also have like a a Monster Hunter style multiplayer um, oh. that you can you can set up each like area. Um, you can set up each mission um, to to be online, and people can like jump in with whatever equipment, whatever gear they have, um, and depending on what difficulty you play at. Um, the the cap of what rewards you can get is better. So, um, wait, so, so like, you there... might get through a, a level normally and be like, wow, that was a cakewalk. You've now got all of this better gear. You can load up that same mission on hard difficulty, open it up for people to come and join you, and then just roll through it with friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, when you open it up to other people, is that, like, other jacks? More jacks? Uh, yeah. So so oh, yeah.
3: people would, would come so in as like, a, their this is a character. multiverse
0: game also. Yeah, I was going to say there is definitely a story reason for it, right? It's Nomura. There is some That's sort of I'm sure there is.
1: But you yeah. can only find out in this
3: mobile game. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll tell you the secret of the story in a Fortnite music video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
1: what? I was just thinking. So like JRPGs, or Japanese uh, games in general, like not necessarily have fascination, but they often get into like Christian mythology stuff a lot of times. Do you think Garland's God, and if so, do you think Jack is God or Jesus? Because huh. Paradise, this you know, is heaven.
2: Right. I think,
1: I'm just saying. I think Namora is God. Namora is God. Oh.
2: Yeah. Are you killing like, God?
1: Like
0: killing God's a big thing in JRPGs. It is. I if if anything, I think this game is like. It's it's gonna. You approach the final boss. Yep. You tear off the mask. It is Nomura himself. Oh, and he's just recorded a little yeah. video to talk to you, you about his. Do you
3: guys know about the secret boss from Near Automata? Uh,
0: no. Isn't it the um the big Emil?
3: No, it's just it's the company president. Oh, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, the the that you you enter in like a a secret area. It's like you've got to like complete all these conditions, whatever. And a, a Japanese man in a business suit like descends down, and then that's the fight. You
0: fight him, <laughs> just oh my God. company president. Oh man, I missed that. I gotta. Oh, oh but I don't have my save file anymore.
1: Shoot. See, so is this is this like a uh, you know, Nomura being the last boss? Is it like he's finally free? You know what I mean? Like he, he's he's he the blood of Square Enix right now. If he's if he's gone, Square Enix doesn't. They don't have anybody. They he's he's going to be a husk soon. They need to stop harvesting him. Let let him rejuvenate.
0: <laughs> no, he's still gonna be around. I know. I, I mean, he's uh, here's the thing. He, I think, for better or worse, whether you like or hate what Nomura does, you it's recognizable. You know what oh, I mean? I, yeah. Like we all, like yep. Stretch was talking to us about. This and we were all like, "Is that a is that Nomura?" Right. So he has a, a language that we're all understanding. Maybe like, against like our will. Like
1: all artists.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that says something. It's the same with, like, Kojima, right? Whether you like or hate Kojima's work, you can look at it and be like, that's a Hideo Kojima fucking game. And not just because I saw his name five times in the opening <laughs> credits. You know? Um, but that's where I feel like Nomura's at now. He just doesn't put his name. You know, it's not Tetsuya Nomura's Strangers of Paradise. He doesn't need it. We just know. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Man, Nomura and uh, Kojima are, like, really close, like, weird where kojima's like way more serious nomura takes the bullshit approach (laughs) but they both go down he makes it these
0: same roads (laughs) yeah but nomura like makes the bullshit serious yeah Yeah. Uh,
3: with with nomura it's a lot more face value like kojima has all of these deep meanings behind everything that's done supposedly that he'll deliver to you in cryptic music videos and and trailers but Kojima, uh, sorry, uh, Nomura, it's just like, oh, he's a time clone of the bad guy that I fought in the first demo? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. I can't wait to see the Final Fantasy timeline of which
1: one's
0: first and where they all fit. Oh, I'll have that
3: on your desk tomorrow. All
0: right. Yeah, he's he's got a Pepe Sylvia level cork board <laughs> somewhere. Um,. Okay, I have to say that I've mentioned Pepe Sylvia. Have you guys seen that YouTube video going around of someone like they they mocked up Luigi <laughs> doing the Pepe Sylvia thing? Because Charlie Day yeah. is going to be voicing Luigi in the Mario movie, and that's like my favorite thing. No, you know,
3: I've seen like the gang save the gang saves Peach yeah. and oh, <laughs> the gang uh... saves
0: Mar- the Mushroom Kingdom. That's
3: good. Uh,
0: I
1: can't wait has, for that. That movie. has to be a joke cast. I know this is a tangent we're going on, but we can't not mention this now. Like. <laughs> Really, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be Chris Pratt's gonna just be a regular dude, like sucked into Mario's world or something. That's why he has Mario's voice. He's like takes him over some dumb thing like that.
0: Yeah. But oh, he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna be like in. He's his gonna body. be a regular dude. Be like, whoa, I'm Mario or whatever. Some dumb like that. But that's gonna be.
3: It's gonna be that this is an alternate universe where Chris Pratt got Cappy. Yeah. And then he threw Cappy to Mario and possessed him and then that's it. They're stuck together. They get Freaky Friday I mean, or something. We mm-hmm.
1: can hate on the cast all we want, but like Seth Rogen being Donkey Kong is pretty good, right? <laughs> it's
3: pretty good. Anya <laughs> yeah, Taylor-Joy, perfect casting. Keegan-Michael Key, very questionable. Oh, Donkey he's going to kill it. Gonna it the he's going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Jack Black as Bowser? Hell yeah. I don't know about yeah. that. I've seen so many amazing, amazing fan arts of Jack Black as Bowsette already. <laughs> love it.
2: Oh,
1: this is, oh, you're bringing it back to Warcraft 3 Custom. This is the kind of stuff that show up. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> it's everywhere. Hey. Scrappy, what
3: have you been right. playing?
0: I've also been playing a Square Enix published game. I've been playing... Uh, well, so I beat Life is Strange True Colors uh, like a week or two, basically when it came out. And I, I love that game so much, so dearly. It is easily my favorite Life is Strange game now. Even better than the first, in my opinion but uh last week they dropped that dlc life is strange wavelengths and it, so in this one you play as, as steph the radio dj in the city that or in the little town that you play as and play in in true colors right and so i forgot this kind of but so she was a character from deck nine's first life is strange game before the storm right and i don't know i i really liked seeing this perspective of her because you know she doesn't have superpowers or whatever so there's no like how are you going to manipulate the world around you or whatever right it's just Mm -hmm. she's just this girl trying to figure shit out and uh she takes on this radio dj persona where she like can tell the future and she does it by like rolling a d20 and then basically she just plays as a dungeon master and people tell them her problem tell them their problems and she kind of figures out a scenario based on the die roll right Uh, That's kind of the gameplay, quote unquote, of this game. Otherwise, it's your pretty standard Life is Strange stuff. You know, you walk around an area, you look at everything, you know, some plot developments happen, right? Um, But what I found the most interesting here is that, uh, you know, many people liked Life is Strange 1. And, you know, you make that big choice at the end that a lot of people are pretty split on, right? Um, But, you know, there's that storm that destroys the entire town of Arcadia Bay at the end of Life is Strange 1. And then, you know, we don't really talk about that anymore. Like, it's just, like, it destroyed the town, whatever. That's the aftermath, right? But Wavelengths actually goes pretty deep into, like... Because, you know, uh, Steph's mom was there. She grew up in Arcadia Bay. So it's it's like that closure from the first game that you're looking for hidden in the DLC of a spinoff of a spinoff. Which is weird, but i'm very much here for this They're energy. Tying it That's into nomura i see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes so There's timeline shit here did
3: that mean that they had to like give a here is the canon ending of what happened or was it
0: all like top level like on the town and not characters within the town so it when you boot up the dlc it straight up asks you uh what choice Which did you decision? make at the end of life mm-hmm. strange one mm-hmm. yeah well at first it asks, did you play it and then if so what choice did you make um, which I imagine would obviously change the dialogue and story developments a little bit, um, but no, it's it's very it's a very cathartic DLC, and I think that it's just a little capsule of what Life is Strange is kind of becoming, which is like this this soothing balm for the soul kind of vibe. You know, it's just so like in your feels. Just put on that sad indie rock soundtrack and just fucking get lost in your. You know, it's basically video game chicken soup for the soul, you know, is where we <laughs> kind of chicken soup. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great descriptor. Yeah. And and that's kind of where, where Wavelengths is. And, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of got a little bit of everything. Like there's a segment that's full on like, you know, June Pride Month vibes. There's a segment about Arcadia Bay. There's a segment about like just Steph figuring out what she wants to do with her life because she feels like she's a disaster. I don't know. It's there's just a lot that you can kind of relate to and vibe within it that i'm just i'm really here for it that's
3: awesome the the idea of like how deep do the mechanics get for like the the d20 rolls and what decision or is that really just a
0: it it's very yeah it's choose your own adventure basically so like you know you hear someone tell you the problem and then you just press a button to roll the d20 and then it just lands and then steph kind of like says a thing based on what the role is and then you have to choose like two options like how do you want to describe their future based on the role okay it, yeah it's not like if, if you're the kind of person looking for like a devil may cry sort of vibe this is super
3: oh yeah mad. no just like i wasn't sure when you said the the role of the d20 whether the gameplay element would be in the like the how you choose to describe it after or whether the gameplay element would be in like a sense of randomness or split path with with what the role is but it, yeah
0: yeah I, I guess i'd have to play it again to see if it's truly random but i get the vibe that it's not it, it felt pretty yeah, pretty. Determined. scripted yeah yep. yeah but no i mean if, if that's the kind of thing you're looking for in a game right now i i mean i would say play true colors first for sure it's because you know there's some stuff that happens in the dlc that kind of like sets up true or like it if you make He's decisions in by, true Colors, yeah. yeah you'll it'll hit harder um so yeah i don't know i'm just i'm, I'm in my feels this week i guess that's where i'm at <laughs> Just enjoying that chicken soup yes. mm-hmm. uh but i think that wraps us up for this week's our, our first episode ever of the tech raptor podcast it's very exciting stuff um hey you know if, if you liked what we did here if you're excited to see more uh you know you can give us a like if you're watching on youtube you can subscribe on your podcast feed wherever you're listening to podcasts uh leave a review too that'd be pretty helpful it'd be nice just to let people know hey this is a, this is a show you enjoyed Hopefully, maybe. We'll see.
3: Or to let us know what you might like better.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you did like us enough and you want to tell a friend, share it on Twitter, something like that, that'd be much appreciated. Um, and if you want more video game news, reviews, features, tabletop, all sorts of that stuff, you can check techraptor.net where we're going to have all sorts of articles coming every day. Uh, link is in the description below. And, or if you want to just Google it, I'm sure you'll find us. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that that wraps us up for this week's episode. Uh, We'll be back next week. We're going to be publishing every Monday. So hope you can look forward to that in your subscription feed. And until then, we'll see you.